Hey, what's up, guys? Got to take care of a few things before we jump into this week's episode. First, our Rampy Isometrics for BJJ program. It is a 12-week program all laid out for you. It's going to help you build strength and cardio in the fastest, safest, and most convenient way possible. This is how James and I have been training for the past year, and we love it. So we put this program together so you can just follow along, and we are certain you will see and feel the benefits that we do. It's only 15 bucks. Just go to grumpyguybjj.com. Click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner, and you'll find it. Next, R3. is This is our K2-D3 supplement. It is a combination of those two vitamins, D3 and K2. These are two vitamins that James and I have been taking for a long time that really help us recover from hard training sessions. And for only 15 bucks with free shipping, you get a whole month's supply. I was going to pull up some studies explaining the benefits of D3 and K2, but I'm not going to insult your intelligence and pretend to be a fucking scientist. I take it. It helps me recover. That's it. So for 15 bucks, check it out. And last, but certainly not least, we have partnered up with Dejitsu.com. They have a ton of awesome BJJ instructionals, and they have hooked us up with a discount code for our listeners. It's Grumpy10. So what you got to do is you go to Dejitsu.com, which is D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com, Find the instructionals you want, throw them in a shopping cart, in the little discount code box, you type in Grumpy10, which is just G-R-U-M-P-Y, and the number 10, one zero. That's it, no spaces. Boom, you get 10% off, you're up and running. They got a nice app you can download on your phone, that way you can take your instructionals right to the gym with you, watch the technique, drill it. It's a pretty sweet setup. So once again, D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com, 
Discount code GRUMPY10, G-R-U-M-P-Y-1-0. Simple as that. To find all this stuff I just got done talking about, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com. Click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner. There, you'll subscribe to our newsletter for podcast updates. You'll find links for the Ramping ISOs program, the R3 Recovery Supplement, and then under the Programs and Products tab, you'll find a link to dejitsu.com. And let's be honest, if you guys can't figure out how to navigate a website by now, there's nothing I can do to help you. So quit fucking around, check it out, train hard, and let's get into this week's episode. And boom. Hey. Here we go. Back again. Episode 126. Yes. Amidst the coronavirus pandemic. Yes. Mm -hmm. Some things never change, like Pokemon updates. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, I'm going to talk about this, but we got Pokemon updates. Okay, so. um, Get right into that, I guess, huh? mm Mm-hmm. All right. So this card is a Gardevoir GX. It, uh... It um, evolves from Kirilla. Kirilla is its second stage. It has 230 hit points. It's a fairy type. Its attacks are Secret Spring, Infinite Force, and Twilight GX. Wow. What's Um, the little words say? When your Pokemon... When your Pokemon GX is knocked out, your opponent takes two prize cards. Oh, they don't have a cool little story down there like they do on the other ones. No. Uh, well, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. What else did we do last week for your tree? Um, We built a ladder on it. Yeah, old school tree house. Nailed some 2 by 4 pieces to the trunk. You showed it to me. You climbed way <laughs> up there, man. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing you got to be 12 foot up in the air or so, give or take. Yeah, that's maybe it's quite a ways up there. Maybe twenty feet up. Yeah, maybe not twenty. Maybe not twenty. It's pretty high up there. So, man. It's quite a ways up there, dude. <laughs> yeah. So. And you yeah. noticed that the gutters need to be cleaned. Mm-hmm. Yes, he pointed that out, <laughs> and then said he can't do it because his mother. What do you say? My mother's not okay with it. Yeah, mom's not okay with that, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. So. She's not okay with you being on the roof, which is understandable. You mm-hmm. told him who's making that noise. Uh, my pet boar. Oh, Bory's with us too. Mm-hmm. Bory. Bory the boar. Snakey the snake. Keep mm-hmm. things simple that way. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ma'am. Anything else? Oh, uh, what else have we been working on this week? What did we clear off? The Lego table? Yeah. And we're working on the three-in-one Lego, uh, town. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Dad got an infection from his dog. Oh, <laughs> yes. Breaking news. Breaking news. My dog tried to kill me. So, yeah, Tuesday I was uh, getting ready to go out. We were going to go play disc golf. 
and Aka's like getting all crazy like he normally does and I'm of course encouraging him and he just happened to scratch my hand with one of his teeth and something he's done several times before never thought about it in fact I mean I've had it in this exact same spot mm -hmm. like it, I was kind of like oh you know maybe I'm, you got it too many times maybe man but yeah it uh it wasn't bugging me for the first couple of days and then you know we were practicing social undistancing on uh thursday night doing a little wrestling just three of us so is, if it's less than 10 is it still okay to like anyways whatever the uh and yeah when his wrestling started her a little bit and then i woke up yesterday and man it fucking blew up on me red streaks it's pretty gnarly looking right now like the, the more i look at it like how fat it is yeah that's, oh, the, yeah, that's the black belt chi I blasted you. You didn't know what me, it was. Yeah, you didn't let me pass the guard a couple times. I know. Times. I was gonna you say my foot, so I gave you the black. I gave you the black belt chi, <laughs> dude. Yeah, that's what you get for not letting me submit you. I probably I deserved it, man. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you did. I'm sure, you did something to deserve it. Yeah. So, but yeah, I got into urgent care yesterday. And, and they said that in 24 hours, if it doesn't uh, show any, uh, like, healing, uh, then he might have to go to the um, hospital. Yeah, go back in and get it checked. How was the urgent care? Was it a shit show on there right now? No. No? No. Opposite, man. Everybody's like, nobody ghost, wants to get the time. corona. Yeah. Everyone's afraid some idiot's going to go into there and got the corona. And <laughs> get the corona. Yeah. The rona. The rona, yeah. No, I went in there and it was... Like, there was one guy waiting. I didn't wait long at all. Like, I was in and out of there pretty quickly, you know, all things considered. But, uh, and then, yeah, I went and got my prescription. Had to go into City Market to do that. That place is... Now that's a shit show. That's a fucking shit show. <laughs> I mean, it's a, you know, somewhat orderly shit show. People are keeping it in order, but yeah. It's a lot of motherfucking people all yeah. the time, man. Yeah. All the time. All the time. Yeah. So, uh... Yeah, by the time I got home yesterday from all that, I was done. It was fun, man. We've, I was talking with Adam. He had the same reaction, man. Like, I can tell the medical people when they see it, it's like, it's a subdued, like, oh, fuck. You know, that's not good. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, and Adam was just like, oh, shit, dude. Like, they give you an IV for that? And I was like, no, I was just like, short didn't of that. I'm he didn't offer you one. <laughs> you right. got him at his house. <laughs> and, uh... So, yeah, no, it, uh, you know, but, yeah, dude, fucking, this bite, it's like, what, a quarter inch? Well, you, dude. It's not even a bite, it's a scratch. Scratch, well, you know what, now that I remember that, it was, it was back during the summer, I had a little incident like that. I don't, I didn't end up going to urgent care, but I got bit by something. Remember, it swelled all up, and, and I was borderline, like, oh, oh yeah. But kind of similar, man, it was, I don't know if I got bit by something, scratched by something, you could yeah. barely even see it, but it started kind of blowing up like that, and mm -hmm. I, got, I got a little freaked out. I do remember that. Yeah, no, I, I, I just remember that looking yeah. at your hand because my hand was similar. Not quite. Mine wasn't that bad. Dude, this wouldn't, even this, you know, this is bad. It probably would have anyways. But yeah, seeing the red the mark streaks. starting to go down the arm. That's serious. I've never seen that before. You I've know? had that once in my life from my burst of sack and my elbow bursting. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I woke up in the middle of the night with it on fire. Yeah. And hurting. And I had red streaks going down my arm. I was like. I'm not a medical professional. <laughs> Everything I've read about that says... It's not good. Yeah, no stories where that happens. <laughs> the person come out well end, without medical intervention. No, that doesn't end well. No. So, luckily though, I, uh, we live in a day and age where... Thank God for modern medicine. God damn, two little pills, man. And like, you realize how many people have been taken out by something stupid like that over the years. Yep. Just... hundred years ago, he probably would have been dead. Maybe. Yeah. Like 200, 200 years for sure. 200 years ago, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, 400... Plus years ago, it would have been witchcraft. 
You know, how the hell do you explain that? How do you explain somebody like fucking dying from a quarter inch scratch? That's where all the weird superstitions and religions shit come from. Yeah. The devil. What do you think, Z? Um, I think that they would uh, say that a witch poisoned you. Yeah. And you died. Yep. And you couldn't say, you couldn't prove it wrong. Couldn't prove it wrong. Not back then. Still can't really prove it wrong today. What did you? <laughs> no, you can't. It's very hard to prove things wrong. That's it's right. It's impossible. And unless uh, you travel every single forest and everywhere in the whole world, and you set up cameras everywhere in the whole world, and you didn't see it for your whole life. Then yeah. Which would be really hard to do. It would be hard to do. Hard to do, man. Mm-hmm. So. Well, cool, man. Anything else? Mm, oh, yeah. I also created a Pokemon card. It's a Borloo. A Borloo, yes. He did make a Pokemon card. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll have to share that next time. Sure. You're going to be off school for about a month or maybe longer. More, man. Or maybe two months. So you'll have plenty of time to create Pokemon cards. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Well, thanks for the update. You're welcome. All right, dude. We'll see you in a bit. Mm-hmm. Hold it down out there. What? I said hold it down out there. What do you mean? I don't know. Just keep control sure. of things. Yeah. Keep it together. Keep control of things. Keep a, be on the lookout. I'll let Aka scratch me so I can get that infection. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's that. what I mean by holding down. We don't want that I was just joking. Oh, okay. Right, that's good. Peace out. Peace out, dude. Bye, peace out. Bye, peace out. Bye, <laughs> Oh, man. That's, uh, yeah, like I said, some things never change. Nope. He's like, you know, I'm sure. Dude, what do you, it's seven. How do you process all this? Yeah. Like you've been around, you haven't been around long you enough been around to know enough. that this isn't have, really normal. No, you don't have a good frame of reference to, yeah. like, put it up against. Yeah, it's like, like yeah, whatever. It's fucking the adults are kind of freaking out. And yeah. Like, whatever. They yeah. freak out about all kinds of shit. Yeah. They don't let me do kinds of stuff. It's psh, whatever. Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not a big deal. I know, man. I've thought about that. Like, how are kids, like, you know, processing yeah. this? Because uh, it's just weird to fucking make any sense out of no, period. For seven year old, yeah, it's hard for us to make sense, you know, sense out of it, but for seven year old with no responsibilities per se or anything, like, nah. Yeah. He's pumped. He just doesn't have to go to school. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, he likes school. I'm sure if you gave him a choice, really, he'd probably go to school. Most Strong. days. All his buddies are there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he may not do some of the stuff or stay as long. <laughs> but you want to go fucking hang out and hang eat out. snacks. <laughs> Who doesn't want to go hang out and play and get snacks? Recess and snacks. Hell yeah. Yeah, so. I know we're, uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to figure out, like, what do we, the hell do you do with kids? Dude, you're not the only parents that are going to be asking that question. That's crazy. They, well, by the time this episode comes out. It'll be next Friday. Yeah. So I spec. I'm guessing we'll be mandated quarantine by then, or shelter in place at least. Which is squirrely. Like, how do you really? I mean, they say that, but it's just kind of words mm-hmm. until they decide to enforce it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. who knows? Well, they. I mean, again, it depends on where you're at and how strictly they're enforcing it. Right. You know. I mean, I. Cause, uh, I don't know if you saw like Elon Musk tried to. Uh, Tell his workers to keep coming in. Oh, did he? I didn't yeah. see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam show up on to work on the first day of the shelter in place order and uh-huh. saying that they're in California, right? Yeah, 
saying that because uh, they did it in San Francisco or like that area before it became the like state now it's the whole state right right and uh, yeah that um, but yeah he had his fucking workers show up saying well these are essential personnel <laughs> like who's saying who's yeah, essential who's, what's and who's the definition not? of essential that's right yeah well who, what's the definition there so <laughs> yeah I I, forget, I didn't read what happened but I know now he's working on like you know masks and uh, ventilators. I mean, you just set that dude on a problem. And Hopefully he finds a solution. Yeah, well, I mean, they're making them. Is he? Yeah. So that's how he switched. He's like, okay, you say us designing cars and tunnels is essential and rockets isn't essential. We'll just make something that's essential. Yeah, yeah. Again, that's my understanding just from, like, my peripheral. I've never paid so much attention to the goddamn news, and it makes me mad. But it's it's to the point now you where, kinda, like, yeah, I this, have to. You have to. I have to. Yeah, you think you're really ignorant if you don't. Yeah. Because I mean, you got to know what's going on, man. You can't... Yeah. You can't most of the shit, I mean, when things aren't, when things are operating smoothly, I barely pay attention to the yeah. news. Just most of it is not going to affect garbage. your day to day life. Yeah, it doesn't affect your day to day life. Yeah. This is affecting your day to day yeah. life. Like when they, because last week when we talked, it's, dude, it's crazy how much a week changes. Like they had just shut down the NBA and all that stuff, you know, on, yep. uh, and yeah, like people, we were like, what the fuck, where is this going? How, how far is this going to go? And, but yeah, you knew when that happened that it's like, oh, like this is going to fucking affect me. Like there's going to be, you know, then, yeah, it's been fucking crazy. I I have uh, a few different news podcasts, daily news podcasts that I've been listening. They're short, you know, 10, 20 minute episodes. There's actually one specific, a uh, coronavirus. There's one that's the BBC and it's it's called like the World Coronavirus Update. Yeah. Comes out every day. Just kind of gives you the news. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so I think that's a good one because it gives you the kind of worldwide news. There's another one that's more U.S. based, so it kind of gives you the news. It kind of keeps you informed. Yeah. So you know, I think it's important, man, to pay attention to. Yeah, you do. But man, it makes you know, what makes me mad about this whole thing is that what it's really exposing is how fragile everything is. It's extremely. Fragile. We have an extremely fragile population yep. that is. Uh, you know, we don't have health care in this country. We have sick care. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of people who are at risk from this who have preventable risk factors. Yep. And so we have, like, obesity is a risk factor. Smoking is a risk factor that you can control. Obesity, for a large part, is something you can control. Like, you can't control being old. Right. But, man, if you're old and healthy, it's a big difference than if you're old with fucking, you know... Obese and ob- smoke. Obese and smoke, right? Like, that's a totally different thing. And it's, uh, so we, we don't have a healthcare system, right? We don't have any way to encourage people to be healthy. Like I was telling Kelly, like one, you know, if we're, if we're really going to fix this problem, if we don't have the military dictatorship that I'm predicting, uh, here at some point, um, if you really want to fix the problem, you need to incentivize people to be healthier. So like if you have some sort of risk factor that is preventable, you get a tax, uh, you, you owe more in taxes because the system is paying more for you, right? And you're putting the system at risk to a higher degree. Yeah, I mean the old saying: "You're you're only sh- as strong as the weakest yeah. link." Yes. And this is this is putting a magnifying glass yes. on that. Yeah, yeah. So we have, we don't incentivize people to actually be healthy. That would have made a huge difference. Uh, if we had a in good this. robust population. Yes, if we had a good robust population, it would be a different story. And then, I mean, when your average American's obese, and that means your average American is at risk, like that is fucking insane. Like that is a, that is a, a, a national safety issue. 
It, you know, it's not just like, oh, let people live their lives, man. You know, they can't control whether they buy fucking Cheetos or whether they go and get broccoli. You know, it's like, no, fuck you at some point. Like, now you motherfuckers see what it, the cost is. Yep. You're putting everyone at risk. Each one of you fat fucks that keeps shoveling stupid shit in your face and doing shit that's like making you unhealthy. You're, like, you're putting everyone else around you at risk. And it's not just you, right? And so, like, that needs to fucking get fixed. But then the healthcare system, again, it's not a healthcare system. It's a sick care system. And it runs on an algorithm. And they know how much they need to take care of the sick people coming in. Like, that's what I was talking to Adam earlier. And, and man, he was saying he's getting offered, like, fucking big money to go to Chicago and, uh, and work. Like, do a six-week stint. Because the problem is not... Like, they're not seeing anything in Chicago yet. Like, it hasn't really become a problem. But the problem is, if you think about it, dude, those uh, inner city and, like, city hospitals, dude, they're notorious for just getting fucking care uh, under normal conditions. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, if you go to the if you go to the emergency room in, like, some of these areas, like, you could be sitting there for hours, yep. right? I mean, they don't have beds. Like, they are overcrowded. They're busting at the seams as is. And without then, the pandemic. Without the pandemic. There's no flexibility. There's no margin for error in this system. None. And that's the way it's being run because that's the most economical and it's just how it's been done. You know, there's no bumper between what they're what they're taking care of and, and their actual capacity. And so the system is fucking fucked that way. And so that makes sense. It was the first time it really like made sense to me because like you go to St. Mary's here and you're trying to wrap your mind around what the fuck is going on. It's like, dude, if 50 people walk in here with coronavirus tomorrow, it wouldn't break St. Mary's mm -hmm. in, in community hospital. It wouldn't break the fucking system here. But you got, you know, 500 people all of a sudden over the course of a weekend going to like some Chicago hospital that's already busting at the seams. It's going to be yeah. meltdown. Yeah, that is that is the fucking nightmare scenario. That is what they're... And, and it's not the fucking virus. Like, that's the it's thing. It's the system. Again, it's this virus is is exposing the weakness of the system. Yep. It's not the fucking virus. And that's, that's what I'm afraid of, man. It's like, we're going to come out the other side and they're not actually going to do anything to fix well, the see, actual it, problems. And that, you know, that's... It's funny. Is I was going to talk about this. You, know, you might think I'm a little bit of a nut job. But this here, I mean... This pandemic, it is putting the magnifying glass on how fragile everything is. Yeah. We, on how we live as individuals, on how we operate as a society on large, small and large scale. It's really scary. And then, because then you see, it doesn't help that people are freaking out and like hoarding fucking toilet paper. Like there's... Hoarding everything, man. But that, I mean, but that mindset just goes to show you how, I hate to say it, but how just how fucking dumb people are. Like, yeah. dude, toilet paper, I mean, I understand people get scared, but fucking toilet paper, I can tell you 15 different ways to wipe your ass. You, oh, yeah. you know, like, why are you hoarding that? Well, all, all it took is one person to, like, you know, do it, and then the next person sees it, like, oh, they must know something I don't. I better hoard yep. it. And then it's just a chain reaction. Yeah. Just the fucking lemmings falling each other off the cliff. Well, that just, and I get so frustrated when I see that. Like, it's just so, like, a society, we're just a bunch of weak bitches. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of it just, uh, too, is just the inherent selfishness of today's society. Because yep. the, the, uh, there was a, um, a story about how, I'm sure you've seen this, and a lot of stores are starting to say they're not going to take returns on things like toilet paper and, and these things that people are buying up. Because I didn't, this didn't even cross my mind. But then you realize there's some fucking assholes out there who are buying shit up like crazy 
reasoning that Trying if they reason. don't need it, they can return it. Is there people out there really doing yes. that? Yes. Yeah, the people that bought that much shit that trying to return toilet paper. Well, they're just that, that's that's like a, a strategy. You know what I mean? Like if if you don't end up needing it, you can just return it. So who cares if you buy a fucking put, year's put, worth of canned goods? And because, put your neighbor out, right? And you put your neighbor out, right? And then just, on the other side of it, you're gonna you you think you can walk back and just return, return it and fuck the store over. So you're fucking over your neighbor when you do it, and you're gonna fuck over the store when you do it on the other side. And, and no one fucking cares, man. Everyone's just like, dude, it's me. At this point, like, it's all, like, it's, that's what we're seeing. Like, there is no community There's feel no community, to this. No, it's all about the me, not about the we. Yeah, man. Like, this is not, like, pull together to get through this. This is like, you know, we're gonna. You know, I, I do like, I noticed that a couple of different grocery stores around town here, that they're starting to post that. I mean, they're trying to enforce limits, purchase limits yeah. and things. Yeah, they've been doing that great. for a while, yeah. Where they had, but I noticed some signs. They had a sign up at City Market this morning. Like, look, at, <laughs> I think it even said, we need to look out for each other. Yeah. Like, don't hoard these things. People need them. Yeah. You know, like baby baby care products and different things. Dude, I went to the fucking, yesterday when my hand was starting to swell up and I thought, like, maybe I could just pour some hydrogen peroxide mm-hmm. on it. <laughs> that would have been my solution. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's the first one. And, uh... <laughs> So, but I go to Walgreens and they have no rubbing alcohol, no hydrogen peroxide. There's none of that stuff there. I ended up having to buy, it was like a a $20 bottle of like some iodine solution. Mm -hmm. It was the most expensive thing there, which is why it was still there. And and they had a fucking sign saying, we are not going to accept returns on, you know, and again, they have like a whole list of shit, but like those were some of the things. And I'm like, like, what the fuck? Why are you like, where... Why are people stocking up on this shit? Mm-hmm. Like the stuff that they're stocking up on makes no fucking sense. And yeah, it's uh yeah. So there you go. Dude, Dude I don't trust. <laughs> I just don't trust the people, our fellow citizens. Yeah. You know, there's so many just knuckleheads. And, and yeah, dude, it's just, it's just, it's a weird time, man. It's it's really weird we're experiencing this. Yeah, it is uh, interesting. And, and the thing is though. It's exposing how fragile the system is, and then we're we're fools if we don't learn the lessons from it and course correct. Yeah, that's why on a personal level, like I there's there's that I, I see how fragile my you know my life is, you know how it's affecting me, and not that I'm gonna become a full on like prepper, like just go you know all out, but I, there's definitely some measures I'm taking and I'm going to take. Yeah, because I really see like this is gonna happen again. And it's going to happen worse. Yeah. And I'm going to be prepared next time. You know, and I, one measure I'm going to take, I'm going to get a generator. You know, like a full-on like generator hardwired into my house. That, you know, I already got a spot right in my garage for it. And it's right on the opposite side of my circuit breaker. So, like, boom, pipe right through the wall. I mean, that, that's going to be expensive. You know, I got to save up the money a little bit. And yeah. I'm going to wait till this blows over. Because I'm sure if I went to go buy a generator and shit right now, it's going to be top dollar. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But that's that's one thing. That I'm gonna start uh, hit up those post coronavirus sales. Yes, exactly. <laughs> on prepper equipment. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. And then, uh, but I'm gonna do that. Um, I'm gonna get a couple. Of, I already got one coming, but a couple of bigger, like 15 gallon storage containers for water. You know, you, they're meant for that. Yeah. Just a couple of those set off to the side. <laughs> man, you just fill them up with garden. You know, right out of your garden hose, put them in the corner of the garage, just just in case, man. Yeah. Yeah, just canning some food. I'm going to start canning some food. And I'm not going to go crazy. Just like, okay, on this weekend, just can a few things here, can a few things there. Just slowly build up a surplus, you know, a stockpile. 
and then a shotgun. 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 Yeah. 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 To make up for those idiots. Yep. That you can't trust. I already bought the shotgun. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was that's low hanging fruit there. Uh, but yeah, man. They but it. I I think those four steps are really simple. You can do them, and you you prepare yourself so you're not the weakest member. You know, taxing the system. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because it, it, it you just you feel really exposed right now. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You realize that it's a big illusion. It is. I mean, you know, I've thought about that before. I have my fucking moments where you just realize like, dude, what, you know, this is not exactly what I thought. Like, I, I guess like I, I had thought like there could be something like this. Mm-hmm. The thing that is really weird is that I always thought it would be like the zombie virus or something that's just like wiping out people indiscriminately in large number like Mm -hmm. you know like this isn't this doesn't seem scary and that's that's what is tough for people to wrap their mind around when you when you look at it's like this doesn't seem scary why is this so scary and then it's like you have to really dig deep to realize that the people in power know how fragile the system is yes like they they see it and so they're freaked out because they see the danger based that this would rather you know i mean it's not fucking smallpox you know you don't have entire tribes of fucking indians dying from fucking coronavirus you know like you're not gonna infect some fucking blankets with coronavirus and wipe out you know like, it's not that shit man it's not polio where where young kids get it and then, then they can't fucking walk for the rest of their lives right. i mean there's like scary 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 shit measles Shit that people don't want to get fucking vaccinations for. Exactly. Right? But those things are like truly scary diseases. This is not that scary. It's just the effect that it's going to have on the system because the system's so fucked up. So fucked up. Yeah. And it's like, and then when you realize that, it's like, yeah, that's what makes you angry. Yep. So if we come out the other side of this, man, it's going to be a much different landscape. Man, I hope so. But I'm a little pessimistic, man. Like, I don't... Yeah, I don't have enough faith in the system that's in place right now and the people in power that it's gonna they're gonna change things that much. I think that this is gonna piss a lot of people off. I think that there's gonna be like some serious political repercussions because of this. I mean, I just I don't think anyone's happy about this. No, well, fuck no. No, the no only people happy. who fucking again, man. The only people. Well, take that back. I bet you there are some preppers out there that are happy as shit. Like, I knew this day was coming. I knew it. I have. I am fucking prepared. They're down there. fucking 150-acre <laughs> ranch in Montana <laughs> with three basements full of shit. Exactly. I mean, they're ready for like a 15-year... Those guys are pumped. Yeah. They're like, yes, I yes. knew this day was coming. I can finally live off the grid and they won't fucking come and accuse me of being a terrorist or something like that. <laughs> There's some guys out there like that, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... Uh, Dude, what I just yeah, it's fucking crazy. They're the again, like paying attention to the news is ridiculous, but just the sniping between the the media and Trump, and it's like, and I love like the thing is, is like the media just is pointing out what I don't know how to put it. It's like you know, it takes two to argue. It takes two to do this shit. And if if you feel that like him doing it is not good for the country. You shouldn't be doing it. Uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like at some point, like you guys just need, you guys hate this motherfucker and he hates you. And you guys have been fucking badgering each other for the last three and a half years. And it's like one of you guys has to ratchet down the rhetoric. 
And it's just everyone is like, oh, it's easy to point to Trump because he's one man. He's, oh, he should, he should be acting this way, but he's not. And it's like, okay, but that's not helping. That's not That's helping. not helping. Pointing that shit out all the time is not fucking helping. It's like, are you right? Yes. But is it helping the situation? No. So you're not better. You're, you're being no better. Like you aren't helping keep the situation calm by pointing out how Trump isn't doing the right things to keep the situation calm. Exactly. Yeah, and there's, you know, like I mentioned at the beginning, there's a few different news podcasts. There's one in particular. I think it's Up First. I forget what company puts it out. But they, they are like hard anti-Trump. And it's it's like you got to listen to it with a grain of salt. And just pick out the info you need from it. Yeah. But it's it's annoying because it is that it's like, dude, you're not helping anybody by sending out your biased information, just attacking yeah. him, giving your opinion, your spin on it. Like, just give me the facts. That's kind of why I like that BBC one, the the World Coronavirus Update, because they're they're not. It's not skewed one way or the other. Like, yeah. here's here's some fucking facts. Here's the numbers. Here's the latest statistics that have come out. Blah blah blah. Like, it's it's. Not entertaining in any stretch of the imagination, but it's it's just facts. Yeah. So, but yeah, there's definitely some some out there news outlets out there. That's all they do. They wait for what Trump says. They attack it. Like, dude, you are not helping anyone. No, not right now. No, not at this point. It's like somebody needs to stop. He's not going to. Trump is who he is. Yeah. You know, it's funny too. I saw like one of the articles was like, and this is when the they started like putting these things out, kind of starting to snipe out at him after a couple days uh, was that his legacy is getting people to not believe the media because for so long he's talked about fake news and the liberal media making things up so that now people don't know what to really believe like do you really believe the media reports and all this stuff on the coronavirus and how bad it is and what you should be doing and all this stuff and that's him you know it's his fault and I'm just like See, this is why these motherfuckers will never get it. Like, we've never trusted you. That's the thing. Like, that's why people like Trump because he he agrees voiced with what we already right. thought. He didn't make us think that way. He's the embodiment of what we think, and and it just, they can't wrap their fucking minds around that. And yeah, it's like, and they blame him for yeah. us not trusting. Yeah, the and there's a reason, man. Like, you motherfuckers have been bullshit bullshitters for years. For years. I mean, the, the thing is, man, uh, the, I forget where the fuck I heard it, probably on The Simpsons. Uh, <laughs> you know, the price of freedom is, is eternal diligence. Man, like, if you're going to be free, like, you can't trust anyone. Mm -hmm. not, not, not just just 100% without any fact-checking, without any, you know what I mean? Like, that's stupid. If you're going to be free, you can't do that. And so when you question your leaders and you question the press, like, that's what you're supposed to fucking do. In a and in, in, and again, that's where things are kind of funny because there's a whole lot of like, you know, not questioning. You know, I, I, I said on Thursday, uh, you know, I feel like this reaction is the reaction that you have in today's call-out culture, where you have to be seen as being doing enough to flatten the curve, and and you can't say or do anything that makes it appear like you're not, and so you don't have any voices out there really like. You know, I don't know, man. Talking about some of these other fucking issues with it, but yeah, I don't know. What are you gonna do? It's definitely weird, uncertain times. Yeah, and I think that's where it's freaking out a lot of people. It's just the uncertainty of it. Yep. So, but yeah, I I think I told you earlier, man. I was trying to save it for the podcast, so you gotta listen to it again. 
my military dick or no medical dictatorship theory. It, it popped in my head this morning when I was thinking about this shit because rumor has it at this point, again, this is what's great about our podcast is it's almost like a, you know, see if you can predict the future yeah. with this whole shit by the time people listen to this. Um, rumor has it that they're starting to deploy the National Guard and get ready for a fucking two-week national quarantine where you're going to be locked down. The National Guard is going to be on the interstates, you know, uh, stopping or restricting travel. And then, you know, after that, you come back and we're still in this, like, national, uh, what is it called? Shelter, Shelter in place. place. Yeah. Right? So you're still super restricted. And then they finally come back, but, you know... They haven't really, they haven't got the vaccine yet. And, you know, they don't, this thing, if it flares up, it could still fucking cause problems. And so now we live under this, like, okay, there's some National Guard checkpoints on the highway now. And it's like, you know, we've got these unelected officials in the CDC who are, you know, dictating policy on some level or having like a super strong influence. And again, like, who are you going to argue with? You're going to argue, like, we would never stand for a fucking military coup. We would never stand for a political coup where like Trump says I'm suspending elections and I'm I'm it. You know, we would never stand for that. And but the CDC convincing us that we're like, you know, one step away from the hospitals and the entire medical system breaking down in uh like, dude, you're you're fucking pumped. You want them to help. You know? I'm reading uh the con- a book on the history of the Congo. And I've forgotten about Mobutu, man. You remember him? Mm-hmm. He changed Congo to Zaire. Like it was Zaire was just, when we were kids. I was just listening to something about that recently. Yeah? yeah. Oh. Dude, it's fucking crazy, the history of that place. But, uh, you know, some I, again, maybe my frame of mind is in that because I'm reading about how a dude like, became dictator. But the people welcomed him. You know, it wasn't a bloody fight. He said, you know what, the, the, the politicians are corrupt. This is bullshit what's going on right here. As leader of the military, I'm, I'm doing a, a coup and we're going to send everybody home for like six months and, you know, come back and we're going to start things over again. And everyone was fucking pumped and everyone was like, yay, you know, 40 years, 30 years later. <laughs> still running the show. Still running the show and everybody's life is shit. But it's like, that's how those things start, is these people come in and they there's a situation where you welcome them with open arms. It's like, how did fucking Senator Palpatine become the emperor? <laughs> you know what? He orchestrated a, a, a thing where he got that power. And, and then, dude, once people get power... They don't want to let it ooh, go. They don't want to let it go, man. That's the thing. Is like, there's a lot of power being thrown around right now. And it's like, yeah... Like, once people get it, they don't really like to let it go. And so, yeah, that'll be... Uh, so hopefully that won't be the new reality. And then, you know, what happens if they say, like, oh, we can't find a fucking vaccination for this thing. This thing is so novel that there's no way to, you know... Oh, so we, we have to live under coronavirus fucking scare for the rest of our lives. And that's now, what allows them to continue to restrict things i was listening to a doctor and dr Pedia, peter atia has a good podcast yeah. called the drive it's really good and he had uh he said he's had a few different episodes you know dedicated just to the medical side and the info of the coronavirus i mean yeah. and it gets pretty geeky medical like this i don't know if you know who peter t is smart fucking guy <laughs> the name sounds familiar but uh you know one of the conversations they were having he's like it could very possibly be 
it just gets to the point to because once you get in, once you get sick from the coronavirus, you're immune to it. It's kind of like chicken pox. Yes. And he's like that. That's more than likely the way things are going right now. That's going to be the end of it. Yeah. Is once enough of us get it. Yeah. And then we're all going to be inoculated are, or dead. Yeah. And that, that's kind of how it's going to shake out. That's how. The, there's some people who kind of think that right now. That that's going to bring it to an end sooner than they're going to get a vaccine for it. Yeah. These are all the clinical trials that you got to well, prove then, that are okay, safe. Well, then they'll come up with the vaccine just so they can sell it to us and make yeah. us have to fucking take it. So. Right. Whatever. That's our best interest or not. Whatever our best interest is, look at the fucking opposite, uh, figure out if there's money involved, and then that's probably what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, man. That'll be, uh, it'll be interesting. I hope I, my prediction isn't right, but... It is really it's hard not, to look dude, at the it's, trend. It's and not just, too far-fetched. Yeah, I mean, people are jumping on this slippery slope so fast and so readily. And, yeah, it's like, it's kind of scary, man. It's a little, like, yeah. Well, you know, I, there's a lot of people that are just, like, I'm not full-on freaking out about it, but you, I think you have to take it seriously. You have to. And, yeah. But there's a lot of people that are just dismissing it. They're like, ah, this is fucking nothing. Yeah, you know, you saw you saw the video clips of all the spring breakers down in Florida, and still just partying it up like nothing is going on. Like, what? What are you guys doing? Yeah, and like, yeah, man. But that's those actions. You're quarantining yourself to your fucking party cabin in the beach, man. You know, like no. But but if that it's those actions that are going to lead to shit being enforced. Yeah, you know they're advising you like, hey, man, it's going to behoove all of you if you just chill for a while. That's, that's basically what the shelter in place is saying. Yeah. Because they can't really enforce that unless they bring the military in. There's just too many of us, not enough enforcement, right? Yeah. And so they're putting those guidelines and they're merely suggestions. But if we prove to be fucking retarded as society, they're going to have to ramp it up, man. Yeah. Well, again, retarded or like not being like, man, fuck you, <laughs> government and your bullshit. Like, I don't know what's going on here. Like, I, I don't mind. Like, we need that. I, you know what I mean? Like, you, maybe it's, like, you you need some people. You, like, it's a spectrum. It's, yeah. It's a fucking spectrum. A spectrum. And there's a healthy point in there that you want your population, but you're going to have your extremists who are just like, oh, whatever the talking heads on CNN or Fox News tell me is, like, gospel. Right. And then you've got the other people on the other extreme, which is like, fuck that. Whatever they say is fucking a lie, and, and I'm just going to do my thing anyways. And But that's what, you know, you need that. I don't, I don't. I don't necessarily mind that, but you're right. Because on some level, it's it's like a, a child and a parent, right? The parent has to- given you a strong suggestion on what to do. Yep. Are you going to obey? No. Well, now we're going to have to ratchet things up. we got to ratchet things yeah, up. Yeah, but that's kind of the, the tone that it has, you know? It's like, fuck, man. But again, it's... I, I guess you got to do what you got to do because like when I... Like I said, once I've really wrapped my mind around the situation... I was like, oh, yeah, like you don't, that's where things fall apart is those fucking big hospitals are already busting at the seams. But again, I don't understand, like why not just go in and set up like some fucking military hospitals in that area? Well, they're starting to do that. They got some ships. I think they were going to dock one in yeah. like California, one yeah. in New York. Exactly. So it's like, you, you, so you know where the problem areas are going to be. And so you, 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 you mobilize the military to go shore up these places that don't have any flexibility in their system. Who's already busting at the seams and cannot handle this? Because it's, it's not the same at every hospital. Right. So it's like, why, like in area, it's not the same. And so... But that's logical. <clears throat> and you can't... 
you know, the government. Yeah. The big, the big things. It's, well, then it would be like, well, why are they getting help? And we're yeah. not. And, you know, how big of a city is a big city? And all this other shit. Yeah, it's, it's not. Messy. Yeah. They got to appear fair. And sometimes fair. If life isn't fair. No. That's life isn't fair, problem. man. <laughs> it isn't fair. But anyways. So, uh, jujitsu though. She talks about fucking jujitsu. What do you, what do we, what are we going to advise people hmm. to do, man? If your jujitsu gym is closed, which I pretty much think that almost every jujitsu gym in the country is closed. Is closed. I mean, is any gym open? I'm sure there's some in some town somewhere. Teaching classes. Still. Yeah. I mean, a few of us got together and trained today. Yeah. But we're not running classes. See know? that? Yeah, and that's where that's the thing. Like for a lot of gyms, like that's what it, uh, kind of what it is. It's like, yeah, we're closed. So, I mean, I know that's what we're doing, like, Tuesday and Thursday night at 6 o'clock. We're going to be in there, you know, me and Kiele and, you know, the select group of people keeping it pretty low-key. But it's not going to be an official class or anything like that. It's just going to be people training. Because at this point, like, that's still fine. Yeah, I mean, you. Ha- I think it's really important to it's, – it's important to keep your health and fitness up. Yeah. And – well, it's super important. It's super important. Like you don't want to use this as an excuse to like, oh fuck it, I'm just gonna go off the rails and just relax and eat whatever I want. Like now more than ever, you should be just dial in and, and even if you don't have access to a gym gym and training partners, you need to be doing stuff at home, staying you know, staying on it. Yeah. Even if you don't have gym equipment, you can do fucking push ups and squats and sit ups, man. Dude, fucking you don't need any isometrics, baby. You don't need any equipment. No. It's nice to have it. If you have it, cool. When Nate came over to my house and used my gym the other day. Oh, did he? Day, nice. He needed to get his lift in. He's like, gym's closed. I got to get my lift in. <laughs> he, he came over. I think that was yesterday, actually. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I'm fortunate enough that I have a nice setup in my garage. But, yeah, man, you got to stay on it. This isn't an excuse to be lazy. Right. I know. Uh, I mean, most people probably got it by this point. But they, uh, Don and her had the, the solo drills. Just kind of stuff you can do without you know, body weight at home stuff. So that is definitely, if you haven't got that, like you should go fucking check it out. Cause it'll definitely, there's a lot of good stuff on there to help. Cause a lot of jujitsu, man, it's like, yeah, there's timing and you need the partner. And that's definitely a big part of it. But, um, you know, like he said on the video, like behind every movement on the mat is a, is a, or move is a movement. And if you can't do the movement, you're not gonna be able to do the move. And so it's very hard to, perfect your movement when you're trying to do the move itself and so you have to have and that's you know we've talked about like that's why how you want to treat your strength training and mobility a lot of that is geared towards developing better movement and then that better movement is what's going to give you the potential to be more athletic on the mat and so you know for some people man this could be a good reset a good chance to uh, work on some of those fundamental movement skills that they never really did. And, uh, you know, and, and, and because, you know, going to class and training is like way more fun, more fun than staying at home practicing your shrimping. But... Well, and, and on that, you know, it'd be a good time too to work on your mobility, practice that mobility. Yeah. Because that's not always exciting either. It's way more fun to go try to choke each other. But if you're at home and you can't train with somebody and you don't have equipment, man... To go deep in the mobility and you can it'll be a good time to heal up some injuries and you know if you train a lot of jiu-jitsu it's almost guaranteed you got some little nagging injuries here and there so you get let those things heal up and just hit the mobility hard 
I think it's a great time for that. Yeah, there's a ton of free yoga shit on. Yep. You know, again, like yoga, now that I understand, you know, if you can keep the namaste bullshit out of it, but you see how like yoga is really just hitting that uh, slow speed and isometric side of the strength curve or the, the, the strength continuum that, uh, yeah, like, dude, yoga is, you know, be a good, good resource, especially if you're looking for just like body weight yep. only stuff. And, uh, of course, yeah, there's lots of free workouts and shit people can find. But, yeah, isometrics are great. So there's a lot of stuff you can do. But, yeah, it's got to keep doing what you can. I, I think that one of the important things is to try to keep your routine as much as possible. And so, like, if you usually train X days per week and at this time, like, keep that, keep up. that up. Like, keep training at that time. And keep, like, that, that time is still your jujitsu time. And so you're going to do something, whether it is mobility, whether it is solo drills or whatever it is. But if you just kind of like let your routine get completely fucking thrown off by this and you're like, yeah, I'll do some training. You know what I mean? That's where you leave it. It's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. The end, we're going to come to the end of this and fucking, you know, whenever. And you're going to have done none. And uh, so, yeah, I, for me, that's what I, why I train Thursday. Cause I woke up, I was just like, dude, I got to get back on doing shit. I got to get back into my routine on, on some level. So I told Kiel, I was like, man, we should go in tonight and train at six. You know, that's our, our usual training time. Just try and do what we can. I think, I think that's a really good point. You're sticking to that routine. Yeah. If class is at six o'clock and you're stuck at home, that's your training time. Yeah. From six to seven, that's your time. Just block it out. That's it. Whatever you're doing, isometrics, mobility, combination of it all, but that is your time. And that's a really good point. That way you stick to that routine. It's blocked out already. Yeah. You already have it. Right? You already have yeah, it. you've already got that that routine in place. You've already got that time. So, yeah, that, like I said, I, when I realized that that was kind of where I was going, you know, because this thing definitely threw my fucking routine off. <laughs> and, uh, you know, coaching classes. I mean, we, we, we did class on Monday. And they had, Monday night was when they did the governor's order or mandate or whatever to shut down all gyms and mm -hmm. bars and restaurants and shit like that. And so, and that's why I told Kiela, it was like, you know, she's like, oh, are we going to have class tonight? And I'm like, man, we're going to get shut down. So what's another day or two of having class? I mean, why shut it down sooner than we have to? You know, there's not a ton of people going to be there anyways. Right. But uh, yeah, Monday night, we were coaching the kids class. And we had three kids there who'd come. And, uh, and yeah, while we were doing the kids class, the, my mom was there, like, and then she was on her phone and then she was like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, okay, well, I guess we're, we're fucking done after this class. So, uh, but yeah, man, like going from teaching class every night to not doing anything like, I realize this is not good. It's not good because you'll find something to fill that time. Yeah. And Easily. a lot of times it's fucking video games and beer. <laughs> I mean, to be fucking completely it honest is. with you, I was yep. kicking ass on Just Cause 3 over the last <laughs> few days, man. I know. I ran. I was back to playing Doom yesterday. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That game so fun. Yeah. So the, violent. The new one? Or? No. I, well, see, that's I see the new one came out, Doom Eternal. Yeah. And I thought about buying it. I was like, let's go back and play the old one. I was like, yeah, there's still plenty. There still, was, so, yeah. It's, it's an old, I'd say, the, the most recent one besides this yeah. one. And I was like, let's go back and play that. And if that if I'm bored or something, 
I was like, then I'll buy the new one. I was like, ah, fuck, I don't need to buy the new one. I was like, I haven't played this in so long. Right, yeah. And just up the dif- difficulty level. And yeah. dude, it's actually like playing, you know, I, I haven't played it in so long, It's I don't remember most of it. Right. So I was like, oh, fuck it. Yeah. yeah, a lot of those fucking games, like the, uh, yeah, we, we're just not like gamer enough. No. So, I mean, yeah, I was looking at my library. I'm like, I might have to fucking kick up the old PlayStation 3 there. Instead of 2, <laughs> not the 3. Yeah, so, got a few games. For it, they're pretty good. The Uncharted games were fun. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, but like I said, man, I, was, I noticed that I was starting to get in a, a routine of not having a routine. And it's like, I got to get back in it. So, like, whatever I can, you know, you got to keep going uh, as best you can. So, yeah, I guess that'd be like my number one piece of advice for I, people. I think it's a really good piece of, a, piece of, a, piece of advice in a, keeping that momentum up. Yep. you can't discount momentum yeah, when it comes yeah. to training and health and fitness because once you get off of it and you start sitting down and relaxing one day goes to two two days goes to three next thing you know it's a week before you did anything oh, no, oh man a month went by and I haven't done anything like it's easy yeah. time flies by so yep it's true man it's true so uh, anyways I don't know. I don't have a whole lot else to talk about. No, it's weird. what I got. I know it's all fucking coronavirus. It's, it's and... weird times, man. It's consuming so much of your mental resources just because shit's so squirrely right now. Dude, I gotta be honest with you. Like, I uh, as as cheesy as it sounds, like this fucking dog bite and the like, almost dying from it has really put things into perspective for me. Like, I don't feel, I know it'll reset again because you always reset to your baseline. Uh-huh. But just realizing, like, these really are, like, way fucking worse things uh, than this. Like, this is super inconvenient. This is not good. But, like, you could be waking up to fucking red streaks going down your arm and not have access to antibiotics. Right. I, like, that's, that's bad news. So, yeah, kind of coming out the other side of that today, I'm just like, whew, all right, well, it's just funny, man. I like this totally different mental attitude than I did two days ago. Where, yeah, something, like, something like that will do it to you. Yeah. I was, you know, where I think what consumes most of my mental resources, you know, mental resources isn't so much the coronavirus itself. It's more the uncertainty of the economy. Yeah. And what's going to happen. That's, that's the scarier part for me. Is because with things shutting down, people yeah. not making any money, like what is gonna happen? Like I, no one knows. Yeah. And so that 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 for me is a little, I don't know, worrisome. I'm not like freaking out about it, but it, definitely in wonder, like not sure where it's gonna go, what's gonna happen. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know, money's never disappeared though. True. I mean, throughout the history of time, there's been crazy shit, and yet somehow money. Or I guess, you know, things work themselves out. Yeah, yeah, man. There's always been some sort of economy of even if it's just like you know the local economy of somebody growing shit and trading it to the guy who does whatever. I mean, that's so that. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm not. I'm not as worried about that. I guess like really, what I see is that I, um, this is the comet that is going to kill all the dinosaurs. And again, we're, we're seeing how fragile our economic system really is mm-hmm. and how much of a fucking, you know, you have so many companies that are still like, you know, stuck in kind of an old way of doing things that, you know, because 
who's, I mean, here's the thing. Not every sector is taking a beating. Like people online are still buying shit. Like, you know, you got the, the people in the restaurant industry and in the, in the, the service industry, but then you got a lot of businesses that were really reliant on uh, just like, I don't know, like there, there's, there's just a better way, right? Like there are businesses that are weathering this better than others. Correct. And so there are, again, there's lessons that, that can be learned uh, from that. And so I just think like anything else, man, you're going to see the, you know, on the other side, like people want to make money. There's still rich people in this fucking country and they want more money. So like as long as you got fucking people that want to make more money, then things will find like a way to start driving again. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, what are you worried about? What do you think like? Uh, well, that's the what's thing. What's your worst case scenario? Well, that's the thing. I, I don't really know. Yeah. It, that's what's worried me. I, I couldn't even guess. Like worst case scenario, I, I don't even... I don't even have an educated guess as to what will happen. Yeah. You know, there's going to be, as you see, everything's so fragile. It's like this little house of cards. And there's going to be a lot of people that live check to check that are going to be struggling. What's that look like? You know, we're like you say, we're only as strong as our weakest link. And we can call that the weakest link. And that starts getting taken out. What happens? Yeah. No one knows. It hasn't happened yet. Not in my lifetime. So that, that's where my mind's going, like, oh, wait, what is going to happen? There's not really plans in place for these people. They don't have plans in place. They, that's where things get weird. Yeah. And I don't trust people. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I don't think there's going to be raping and pillaging and riots. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think I'm not that crazy. See, it's fucking Congo, man. <laughs> Again, you know, I'm like reading that book and right. it's like, dude, like the, the like, like one of the worst case scenarios would be like, you know, just like major inflation and shit, right? Yeah, people start freaking out, stop spending money, and there's there's effects. Yeah. There's domino effects. Yeah. To it. It's it's not only how much money's being made, but what the spending power of that money is. Yep. And so, you know, when you have the like the worst case scenario is where you have a situation where people aren't making much money and their spending power is even less. Like that's where like, you know, again, like in my mind, that that's that's where things just get really squirrely. Actually, in that, that book, man, because that's what they're talking about happened in, uh, the, in the Congo was the inflation. They just kept pumping money into it. Just went, uh, well, yeah, so like a bag of, you'd have to work for like 10 days to be able to buy a kilo of uh, like flour. Right. And, and it's like, yeah, and so, and, and they were uh, saying that one of the problems they had over like a year, two year stretch, they had like, Two C-130 aircraft go down, like a couple jets, some helicopters. None of them were in combat. What the problem was is that the fucking people were selling the spare parts for the aircraft for extra money because they weren't making enough. They, they broke it down. I was like, dude, like, you know, it was it was insane. Like, you'd make like 300 whatever zeries a, a, a month and a fucking bag of flour cost 1200 Mm-hmm. So it's like how you 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 literally can't the adi- the addition doesn't work the math doesn't work so how do you weather that and you know that's that's like the worst case scenario like I because that's where it's just really hard to come back from that shit and uh, so as long as things don't get to there I think that there's going to be new opportunities right there's going to be new jobs there's going to be new opportunities. 
people are going to make money off this thing. Like, I hate well, to say it, man. Already, but, you already see people trying to capitalize on it. Yeah, but it's not even... Yeah, and that's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's like, you know, there, this is a new... This is a new world and it has new opportunities. And so not everyone is going to take a beating on this. And so, you know, you're going to come out the other side. I mean, fucking Amazon's making a killing. I mean, they're already making a killing, but they're like hiring more people. And uh, so it's, uh, yeah, man, I think that we'll avoid that really worst case scenario. And I mean, there'll be a time where people aren't going to spend as much money. There's just not going to be as much money to spend on frivolous shit. And, uh, you know, that'll fucking go, you know, come back from there. So that's as long as the, the health, the medical dictatorship allows it. So we shall see. We shall see. Yeah. Again, man, like, you know, they had to deal with like sleeping sickness there. Sleeping sickness? What the fuck's that? It's where you fucking, some ubiquitous fly bites you and you just fall asleep and die. You never ever wake up? Yeah. I mean, it, it kills you. It makes you real like tired and lethargic and eventually kills you. But another one of these like really scary diseases, man, that like kills, you know, kids, healthy adults, all this stuff. And uh, yeah, they had like medical passports. They had to like, you know, you couldn't travel without a medical passport at one point uh, when they were trying to contain it. So yeah, it's weird, man. I'm reading this book and I'm seeing Picked like a weird time to read this book. Really weird time. Really weird time. So I'm like, man, you can see how this shit that like and, and they were dealing with a legitimate problem. You know, I'm not saying this isn't legitimate because there are we have to address it. Like we can't let the medical system collapse. But I think that I think that it would fucking calm people down a little bit if people would just call out the problem. You know, like this is what the problem is. And once we get on the other side of this problem, we'll fix it. That's the problem. Right. They're, they're People are, don't want to hurt anybody's feelings and call out the problem. Mm-hmm. So, there we have it. We get to see what, uh, see what the next week brings. So It's interesting. Yeah. So, you were delivering to Telluride. Telluride, that county got shut down. That was one of the first counties that they um, did a whole countywide shelter in place. I believe... They're like mandating, they're testing every resident. Yeah. If I remember reading that right. In the town, like San Miguel County, it's a funny thing. Like, there's really no towns in that. There's Telluride and there's a little town in Norwood. That's like the extent of the population. Like, yeah. it's, it's a desolate. Super small. It's a desolate county. It's yeah. just mountains. I mean, there's little places like Placerville and Saw Pit that have like 50 residents year round. You know, they just, um, it's more of a tourist. And so they basically kicked all non-residents out of the county. Yeah. It's like, if you're not a fucking resident, kick rocks. They, that's because their system's super fragile. They're, yeah. They're quote-unquote hospital. I know we were talking about that. Dude, your house is bigger than their hospital. Yeah. No, I mean, no joking. Yeah. I'm not exaggerating at all. No, no, no. Like, man. I've delivered to their hospital. Yeah. They have probably three beds in there or something. I don't count the beds exactly, but it, it is... To call it a hospital is a big stretch of the word hospital. It really is, man. I, mean, I don't know how you could call it a hospital. I remember because I would walk by because I'd take the gondola when I was doing that TVA thing mm-hmm. and I'd take the gondola down and then walk over to where the TVA place was and I'd walk by the hospital like every fucking day. Yeah. And dude, it crossed my mind more than once. Like that is for, you know, patching up a broken arm or leg yep. so you can get somebody to a real hospital. A, that is not is. a fucking hospital. It's basically just like a stationary ambulance. Because that's, you know, yeah. that, 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 
It's a good way to put it. It is because I mean that's what you know yeah. that's what an ambulance is for. Yeah. Like you get fucked up in a wreck or something. Ambulance comes, keeps you alive long enough to get you to the hospital where you get real medical care. Yeah. You know, it's just a, it's an Uber to keep you alive. Yep. That's really what their quote unquote yeah. hospital is. Yeah. You don't yeah. have shit there. No. I and mean, I'm not disparaging the doctors and stuff that work there. Like no. It's just it's just a small little They're tiny ski town. Exactly. Right? That's the fragility of it's, the system. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think they recognize their fragility. Yeah. They're not dumb. You have to, man. And, and so they're like, they put the brakes on it early because there was, there, there was a few cases there, uh, people like that caught it that were in intensive care. A couple of little kids like under the age of four caught it. Yeah. And that, that's serious. Um, so they're like, oh, we've got to shut this shit down. So yeah, that's, you know, that's usually my route. I go to Telluride, um, most days every, you know, every week, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not sure what's shit. Like, I, I went on Monday last week. I made deliveries down there on Monday, and it, it was weird down there on Monday. Um, I haven't been back since, and because then the, the San Miguel County got shut down on Thursday, I think, Wednesday or Thursday. And yeah, talking to my boss, he's like, Yeah, I doubt we're going to tell you right on Monday. And he's like, I'm, and I don't know if they're letting delivery drivers come in, but like, I deliver big, heavy stuff like supplies too. Hospitals, hospitals. And, and yeah, like that. you man. So I imagine they will. Yeah, and when is you know I'll be considered essential. Yep. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But yeah, again, man, that's one of those steps with like you know that you know what it's a fucking if they stop you being able to deliver like they start start to shut down the supply chains like that's when things get fucking real scary. Yeah. And again, it's like but so many more people will die from that than will from the coronavirus, right? I think that's the, so that's why you, you hope, like, you know, again, if we're not in this world conspiracy fucking Illuminati final game here, uh, that, you know, that's where, you know, things are going to fucking pull back uh, eventually. But it's, uh, yeah, man, that's, because uh, I, I um, have a pedal shipment that's supposed to come next month. And... So I was checking on, you know, what's going on with that. And I contacted my shipping agent and she seemed pretty sure. She was like, man, like keeping the ports open is essential. Essential. And there's no way to just really close that down to that essential dude, items only. And that'll it's, just crumple the economy. They started shutting just down that stuff. the economy, man. Like just, that's when, that's when, that's when fucking people start dying. Yes. Because they're like, we rely on these supplies we rely yeah. on these things and if we're not able to get like essential supplies well that's a wartime strategy like if you want to fuck up your opponent and you're in war and you know they got a train coming in full of supplies guess what blow up the train yeah the soldiers can't eat yep. they starve <laughs> it's yeah, a you great, were, yeah you fuck up the your enemy supply chain yep it's a great way to crumple your enemy yeah yeah so and yeah shutting down the ports is kind of like that last huge giant like you know almost unthinkable step so, yeah, again, like, you know, just the, I guess like that actually kind of made me feel a little bit better. You know, the higher ups in uh, the company I work for, you know, they're like, yeah, dude, we're never shutting down. He's like, we're going to be part of the solution. Right. He's like, we're not part of the problem. We're going to be part of the solution. He's like, yeah, it's going to be, it could be slow where we're not going to need as many people to work. You know, so we're going to have to divvy up work and, and use what we can. But he's like, yeah, he's like, we're never shutting down. He's like, yeah. we're going to be part of, part of the solution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why, yeah, that's, uh, again, man, that's why I'm not like totally pessimistic about uh, 
if if this is just a natural thing and we're heading you know that way because dude FedEx likes to make money yeah as long as FedEx likes to make money they're gonna weather this and then figure out how do we make more money after this and that's what grows the economy is people figuring out how do I make more money so it uh, it'll it'll be all right but it does man it will, it will wake a lot of people up to how just the, the illusion of safety that they have in in just not. Again, like, I'm not in a great place, right? Like, I don't think I could weather, like, you know, three, four months of this without, you know, some shit or, you know, having to take some drastic measures or whatever. But, uh, you know, we own our cars. Like, you mean, you were in a completely right. different spe- spot, man. You know, we own our cars. You know, you own your car. Like, we've, we don't have, you know, tons of uh, credit card debt and we've got some money in savings. And that's a totally different position. Then, but that's, I mean, yeah, I'm in the same place you are. Like, that's a, that's a good position only for a certain amount of time. Right. But it's better than, but again, it shows, it's like, you know, you, if we're in a better position, maybe not for, you know, super long, but it's still better than being there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, hopefully this be one of the things, like people come out of it and realize like, fuck man, like maybe I don't need a generator in my garage. But maybe I do need like Save some money in savings. Yeah. And maybe I don't need to run up a fucking shit ton of credit card debt. Like, you know, maybe those are some of the things that would that will make me less uh, fragile. See, that's where I'm a little more pessimistic. Like, I am definitely taking those lessons. Like, you know, I've, I've laid out my steps. Like, I'm going to get a generator, store some water, can some food, shotgun, a little more ammunition. Uh, yeah, more savings. Start, you know, stop buying electric fucking skateboards and shit like this I don't need. You know, but I don't, I don't think most people are going to pay attention to that. I don't have faith in a society. Dude, I hate it. I hate to say it, but dude, fucking people are stupid, man. The vast majority of people are just ignorant fucks. And I know, like I've said it before, I'm not the smartest person in the world, but I'd like to think I'm not a complete idiot. There's a lot of people out there that are just fucking idiots, man. Yeah. I hate to say it, and I'm not above anybody, but God damn it, there's a lot of dumb motherfuckers out there. Yeah. And they're not going to see the writing on the wall. No. They're going to get through this and be like, oh, it's great. Or like, what, how can the government have, you know, what, you know, like, or look to the government to like. To save them. Yeah. This would be like, oh, an argument for universal basic income or something. Yeah, exactly. They're always waiting for somebody to come save them. Yeah. No, Uh, man. Yeah. Yep. No one's coming to fucking save you. Yeah. I'm hoping, like I said, I, I don't know, man. I hope it's the other. You're going to have people that go both ways. Yeah. There's going to be people that, that learn from this and come out of this stronger and better. And it's some a lot of people that aren't. So you just got to make sure. Like, that's the only thing that you can control is... Yourself. Yeah, yourself and what you learn from it and how you get through it. And, yeah, those are some of the you know voices in my head that I hear all the time. Is One is you aren't shit. <laughs> you're never gonna be shit and no one's coming to fucking save you it's it's on you man yeah you know no one cares how hard you're working no one cares about you it's on you yeah and, and I, I have those voices in my head all the time you ain't shit no one fucking cares and no one's coming to save you it's almost the like last one's good I, I wanna put those on the wall in my house <laughs> oh man you can't do that but the first two are no good yeah the last one's good yeah no one's coming to save you no and you're not shit yeah well <laughs> Anyway, we all we all get motivation from other places. I know. Yeah, no, that's true, man. It's that realizing, like, yeah, you gotta can't look to other people. Mm. Fucking come in and save you. 
But I'm realizing that, shit, I'm kind of in that position a little bit. I'm hoping people fucking keep things going. You know, I don't need yeah. people to come and save me at this moment, at this but moment, I definitely need but... people to fucking keep things going. Yep. Or else I'm going to need some saving. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. I hate that feeling. I do too, I man. I hate that vulnerable feeling. <clears throat> I do too. I don't know. I'll be interested here in the next week or two. I'm going to start ratcheting it up a little bit. But, uh, you know, right after everything shut down, that was not like a good time to start trying to make money no. off of this deal. Timing counts. <laughs> the optics are important. <laughs> so, you know, I did, uh, and I had thought of doing this before, but I did what a lot of, uh, you, know, uh, you know, people were doing, which is giving away some like good content. I mean, Steve Maxwell sent out yep. a video, you know, Donner did the free solo drills and even, uh, uh, Faria, what's his name? Bernardo, Bernardo Faria. Faria. Yeah. He had a, a offer to get one of his downloads for free. So, you know, trying to like, just do make a gesture. I sent, you know, gave people full download of my body weight program and, you know, my mobility program is like, you know, fucking here, man, if you don't have something to do, but, uh, people are still buying shit. You know, they're buying pedals, they're buying programs, and, you know, the economy is going to be different, like the landscape is going to be different. You're going to have a lot of people who are looking for workout solutions. They can't go to the gym anymore, right? So, it, uh, so yeah, I'll be interested to see kind of what happens, but I have a feeling the internet economy is going to um, do just fine. Have a little uptick. Yeah. I mean, you got more people than ever who are there looking to buy shit because they can't go out shopping and again you got like just so many people who are used to going to the gym and now they can't and so what do they do and getting some sort of home workout solution is going to be pretty much the new norm for the next month two months three months so it's uh yeah you know there's still people out there making money i i saw something because you know they're, they're talking about sending out like checks to everybody. Yeah. I mean, you hear that. Is that ever going to come to fruition? I mean, the government is so slow to it's, move. Yeah, I know. It, I think that'll happen. Because everyone's kind of like it's been said so much that if they didn't, I think that people would get really pissed. Uh, I'd be surprised if a check bo- or a check showed up in my mailbox. Would you? Yeah, I would. I, I have zero faith. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's buy off money. I mean, cool. I'll take it if they send it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just the thousand bucks. It's it's, it's buy off money. Is what it is on some level. Who towards my generator? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the uh, I was reading this article that was breaking down that like you know again, the way to handle the problem is not to give everyone an equal amount because not everyone is equally affected by this. Yep. Now that doesn't look fair, right? But when you break it down and you look at like how many people are actually being put out of work, it is not the majority of the workforce. It's not like 50% of the U.S. workforce went out of fucking, out of work yesterday. Right. It's, it's still like, there's a shit ton of people working and there's still a lot of people making money. So again, like you, you, you read, you know, the media and of course they're focusing on this one sector that has just taken a beating over this the tourism and yeah yeah industry. restaurant and entertainment and tourism industry stuff and like that's that's terrible but it's one sector of the economy and it's yes it's affecting things and blah 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 but when you really take a step back and you look at the big picture you realize like oh well, there's still a shit ton of people still working lots of people still working lots of money still being made it's not like there's no money to be spent it's not like everyone's out of work and so really one that's like 
you know, uh, kind of a positive thing to keep in mind that there are still ways to make money because there's people with money to spend. And that also, but the, his suggestion, which, you know, uh, I'm sure you'd agree with is that you need to identify the people that need the money and then give it to them. And, and instead of someone who is still has a job, but he's working at home now or something, you know what I mean? It's like, there should be something where it's the people who got laid off as opposed to just like everybody, everybody gets this equal amount. That's why I was starting to think like, is this their first little like universal basic income really starting to get you on the government teeth from, uh, from cradle to grave sort of thing. So they sent out that first payment and then they just sent out another payment and then it's like, well, you know, you guys need it. We'll just keep sending it to you. So just put this chip in your neck. Yeah. Just put this barcode on the back of your neck. That's right. You know, you want this check? We'll give you an extra 50 bucks a month. Just let us track you all the time. Uh, what do you mean, let them? <laughs> <laughs> True. As I hold up my phone. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, I'm voluntarily doing that. Yeah. So, government's recording this right now. You'll get more government money if you put that chip in your wrist, and that's how you pay for things. Mm. Your government funds are loaded right onto that chip. We'll give you an extra hundred bucks. You know, just like I... Apple paying your wrist. And you just go to the store and wave your wrist over the fucking scanner. Pay Magic. Yeah. Yeah. Preparing us for it, buddy. That's good. That's why your hands swelled up. They injected you when you went to urgent care. (laughs) They put the fucking government chip in your wrist already, dude. That's not that's not a dog that's not a dog bite thing. Yeah, something went wrong. Something went wrong. Something went wrong. Like, oh fuck, our test didn't work. Yeah. Dude went uh trail running with Shiloh on Wednesday, I think. Mm -hmm. It's been a while since I've been out for a good trail run. It's, uh, it's fun, man. I know. I need to get out and run some more. But the thing is, I don't really like running. Yeah. I, you know, I like trail running's fun, though. Yeah, trail running is fun. I don't like just going out on the street and running. That's boring shit. But yeah, like going and running a loop out at the, like the, out at the McKinnis Canyon yeah. or whatever out there. Yeah, I don't know. mind doing that. That's yeah. Like, you know, having to navigate shit and got to keep your mind sharp so you don't want to fall. And, uh, but yeah, dude, my calves are so sore. I gotta, I gotta stick with it. This is my problem, is you don't realize like how specific a conditioning running mm-hmm. is. <clears throat> and so you go and run, and you're so fucking sore the next day, and your calves and legs and shit. And you gotta give it a few days to subside. And then it's like, I don't wanna do that again. So you just don't run for another year or two. <laughs> you know what's funny is I, I did some jump roping the other day, and I hadn't done it in a while. Oh, Basically, yeah. Basically, it's like knee surgery. Because jump roping is a little bit hard on your knees. You yeah. gotta let that tendon heal up. That ligament, but uh, and I was like, Oh shit, I mean, I didn't do a ton. I was like, Dude, my calves were lit up. I was like, yeah. All right, I gotta get back to jump roping some more. Yeah, dude, that's what made yesterday even worse was me having to hobble around with super sore calves <laughs> with a fucking infected hand. Yeah, it was not, wasn't fun, but uh, yeah, dude, it was good getting out and uh, doing a little running. Gotta do more of that because again, can't, can't train as much jujitsu, gotta do something to keep the old fucking cardio up. Yep. So, running's good. So, yeah, man. Hopefully the weather breaks for us. We get some nicer days. We had some super nice weather for a bit, and then now that everybody's stuck in their house and not going to school and work, the weather sucks. Yeah, it's like fucking the fall summer. snowing, 40 degrees. Yeah, February is, uh, it always does that to us, man. It's the fall summit of winter. Yep. Because you always get like some decent days towards the 
in February, maybe in March. And you're like, oh, springtime's yes, here. Yes, it's here. And then nope. Mother Nature's like, yeah, we're just joking. Yeah. I fucking finally realized that. So I don't get too excited. I used to get real excited. And then you get real depressed when you realize, like, oh, shit. I still got another month of this weather. I know. You get so used to those warm days. I was wearing shorts to work and yeah. shit. Like, yeah. This is great. a couple days, it got, like, up to almost 70. Yep. And... Yeah. Even though you know better, you're still like, yes, it's great. I know. I did lie myself even this year. I was like, oh, maybe that's it. Maybe we're done. <laughs> now I'm just not surprised when it's not. Nope. So. Anyways. Yeah, man. Anything else? What do I got? Should we here? talk about what's our, that email? The dude talking about yes. breaking my neck? Yes. Our, Sergio. Our boy Sergio. So, yeah, Sergio's uh old time by James. Is he? Guy, yeah, yeah, I recognize his him uh, from some emails or comments or something. So, yeah, it. Uh, but yeah, it was funny, man. He had a dream that, it, that he was listening to an episode of the Grumpy Guy podcast, and the episode was the audio of us being in the hospital because you'd fallen off a ladder and broken your neck. <laughs> And so he could hear you and the doctors and like I I was there and Kelly was there and I guess Z or whatever. And I was like, trying to downplay it or something. Yeah, yeah. And you were trying to like, oh no, I'll be good, I'll, I'll be, be good. good. But you could tell that you were worried. And uh, yeah. So and then he woke up and he was glad that he it was just a dream. But well, I'm glad it was just a dream. Yeah, yeah. I know when I got that I was like I was like, Man, should I tell Rob? And then you were at work and I was like, no, I probably shouldn't email him or like, you know, tell him that because, you know, you read it and then you look up, you got to climb a ladder for some fucking reason or whatever. <laughs> like, that's the last thing you need to do when he's out working is uh, put something like this in his mind. Yeah. So I'm glad Sergio sent us the email. Yeah. After that, it was cool. He's a little, a little all of di- our characters. He likes yeah, all the characters. A little disturbed that he was envisioning me with a broken neck. Not sure how to take that. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah. I'm glad he shared, though. Yeah, no, it's always good to get some feedback from people that listen. He doesn't even do jiu-jitsu. No. He just listens to the podcast. That's cool. Yeah. There's a few people that do that. They're like Bike James fans, and uh, they just like to listen to us ramble. I definitely talk about a lot of shit on this podcast that I don't talk about in you're, the You're a little, world. little more professional on the Mountain Bike James podcast, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Bike James is, yeah, he's got a corporate image on some level. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, part of it is being like a rebel and, and speaking his mind and all that. So it's not like about towing the line, but I just don't feel the need to get into fucking politics and just other stuff. I mean, you know, I talk about all sorts of shit here. The only reason I talk about it is because I don't got to deal with anybody's fucking opinion on it. Like, I don't, I don't give a fuck. Right. So if I say something like, you know, how some of the shit I've talked about on this podcast, you know, about mountain bikers and just you know, and, or just some politics shit or whatever. And that came out through like bike James channels. Like, dude, I'd fucking, I'd have so many emails that I'd have to delete. <laughs> really? It would take like 10 seconds of my day. <laughs> 10 seconds. <laughs> no, but they, it's, uh, yeah. People like to, it's funny, man. I'm like, you know, like the Matt Byrne podcast and like watching, you know, Keenan's all, he's kind of been in the public eye Dude, it's a weird thing, again, like, when I think about it, because this has been my norm for so long that, like, it's, like, hard to think about what life is like without being a character on the internet that 
thousands and thousands and thousands of people know and is a subject of conversation uh, outside of you. Like there's been thousands of conversations about bike James and the shit that I've said and my stances on things that have taken place that I don't, I've never even know. I don't know these fucking people. And they just start making up shit about you and saying shit and just like taking shit out of context and twisting it. And it's just like, like, huh, okay. But yeah, it's, you know, I'm like, every once in a while I have to realize like, oh yeah, most people, that's not their reality. And so, yeah, it's kind of funny listening to the Matt Byrne podcast and them, you know, go through that. And it's just like, yeah, if you say something, especially in a, in a setting where thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people are going to hear it. Like, yeah, you're going to get a bunch of fucking feedback on it. You're going to get a bunch of noise on it. Whether buddy. you want it or whether not. Whether you want it or not. And at first you thought it was going to be fun. And then you realize like, oh shit. The novelty wears off The novelty quick. wears off, yeah. Because it's kind of, I don't know if you still listen to the Matt Burn podcast. I haven't listened to it in a while. But yeah, I mean, Hinger's basically just got to the point where he's like, just stop sending me fucking messages. You know, in the beginning he was all like, oh, I reply to all the messages and I really appreciate it. And now he's just like, stop it. I don't fucking care what you think. Like, <laughs> stop sending me messages. Stop sending me emails. Them. I'm not going to read them. I'm just going to delete them. So save yourself the time. And That's hilarious. It's funny, man. I'm listening to him and I'm like, yeah, dude. Like, you see now. It's fucking crazy when people just start talking shit and making up things and then are just like taking what you say out of context. And so, yeah. That's why it's been fun having this outlet where I can just say shit and not have to worry not about fuck. Oh, yeah and there's nothing that I wouldn't say on you know through the bike James channels right it's just I don't want to deal with the fucking blowback from it just the the morons and the shit that they will say so I just I, I, it's just not worth it you know so I'm not trying to change anybody's mind about anything you know with like politics or fucking shit like that philosophy and stuff this is just my View on ramblings, things. yeah, exactly, and that's what's nice, you know. Grumpy guy, we've got like our 200 listeners, and pretty steady, yeah. And they just don't fucking they don't either they agree with us or they don't care enough to let us know that they don't agree <laughs> with us, which I like better, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you agree with us, cool, let us know. If you disagree, we don't really want to know, yeah. And, and apparently, they don't care enough to let us know, too. That's great, so it's great, Let's it's fucking great. awesome. We got man. a great relationship, yeah, right? yeah. We love you guys, we. <laughs> Yeah, we have had zero fucking negative feedback on just about everything we've said. And we have sent some obnoxious <laughs> shit. Yeah. Today, I just ran out how society is full of fucking retards. Yeah. It's a little aggressive. I get it. it. Is. You know, the, the problem is, is you're right. But the problem is, is it's not necessarily their fault. You no. know? Again, it's the That's system. That's a whole other conversation. It's the system. Yeah. Right? Like, the system's fragile. Like, the education system's fragile. What you're teaching people, you're not teaching them how to think. You're not teaching them... Like, how to not be idiots. What? Well, speaking of that, so get this. I forgot to tell you this. So, you know, my mom works for the schools back in Michigan. Yeah. She's a, a lunch lady, to sum it up. And, you know, schools are shut down. Right. School, you know, they shut down for a month back there, just like they are here. Well, they still, because this is this is terrible. Um, They still are offering lunches to kids because there's so many shitty families out there. Yeah. That aren't providing, you know, food for their kids. They depend on the schools. Yeah. So they still have systems in place to where these ladies are going in, making food, and then they, they got a whole thing to where, like, so, like, because I was worried about my mom doing this, because my mom's 
what am I? I'll be 41, so I think my mom will be like 63 this year, 64. She's always had respiratory problems. She is a candidate for coronavirus taking her out. Yeah. And I was like, dude, you should not be going to work. Like, I don't like it. I, I told her, I was like, this is not, you are the type of person that is really susceptible to this. You yeah. just need to be staying the fuck home. Yeah. Um, but they got systems in place to where, and her, her co-worker, she's got a co-worker that's not an idiot and agreed with me. So, like, my mom used to stay in the kitchen, and when they make all, they're making, like, sack lunches, they all go out to, like, a staging area, and they're not even, you know, if people show up to get food, they're just having, like, how many lunches do you want, pop your trunk, we throw them in there, so there's, like, no contact, and my mom doesn't have to leave the kitchen. But still, like, it's it's sad that there's so many families out there that are just relying on the, the school system to feed, yeah. to feed them. Yeah. Well, a lot and, of those are, like, those fucking... You know, inner city, yep, like you know, exactly. ghetto areas, and it's just dude, there's no, yeah, the the, the economy there is just the economy terrible. sucks. So it's yeah, like, so yeah. I, I'm not, I don't know who to point the finger at, but it, it, again, it's putting a magnifying glass. Yeah. On, on that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's disturbing. It is, man. It's yeah. really disturbing. Yeah, I forgot about that. I read some stuff on that. Like, yeah, you can't just shut down the schools because there's so many kids that rely on the schools for, sir, to eat. Like two meals a day, breakfast yeah. and lunch. Yeah. And there's some, a lot of those poor kids don't even fucking get dinner when they get home. Yeah. Because their family life and their home life is so fucked up. Yeah. That, you know, they're starving by the time you get back to breakfast the next day. Yep. Dude, it's terrible to think about. But there's a lot of that out there. Yeah. And you don't realize it. Yep. Well, yeah, well, I mean, at least they're doing... Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad they're offering that to them. It's, it's, it's funny. It's you can hold two different ideas. Like I'm really glad that they're offering that to those families, but it makes me angry that there's people in situations like that. Yeah. Whether it's their own fault or you know extenuating circumstances that they couldn't control, not going to cast any stones, but I'm sure it's a little combination of both. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a tough. Yeah, I would say like that's a that that kind of situation. Fuck, dude, I don't know what the percentage is. I'm gonna. I'd say it's probably more people that are trying hard and just can't get shit going than you would yes, think. Yes, I hope. Yeah, I don't think it's They're like 90% shitheads. That are just bums. That are just bums and just don't give a fuck about their kids. There's like, a lot of them. There are, man. I, so I, it, there's a, a large percentage of that number that that is the deal. Like, they just don't give a fuck and it's just, yeah. But, yeah, that, it, it's a terrible, that's a terrible situation and like I said, I, that's one that's really kind of tough to be like, you know, you know, you're suffering because of lifestyle choices for sure. You know what I mean? Like people that are obese and smoking, like, okay, you can control that. You know, there's definitely some things that are tough to control in uh, some economic situations, but, but there's just so many, there are a large number of people, like you said, that are just shitheads anyways. And they're shitheads because they know they're, Oh, the schools will feed my kids. So I don't have to fucking try. I don't have to do, uh, the right thing or, or, you know, try harder because this is, and then, yeah, you like, what the fuck, man? Now you're like, that's not good. Like you, you being so fragile that if the schools aren't feeding your kids, your kids are going to starve. Mm-hmm. Like that's not good. So yeah, it's uh it is, man. That's the whole, that is it, man. You're just seeing, there's a lot of fragility in the system, but, uh, I don't know how we got back to that. I don't know, man. <laughs> don't know either I have no idea don't know Anyways. either so yeah you're not sure if you're working this week I'll be working but it's gonna be slow yeah. like it's, it was getting slower and slower as the week went on last you know last week 
Yeah, just it's the uncertain times. So people aren't buying a lot of things, so that means things aren't getting delivered. You yeah. know, the type of things I deliver. Um, yeah, uncertainty. Yeah. We'll see. I'm sure, it, yeah, it's, who knows? We'll see what happens. You know, we had quite a few guys that didn't work last week just because there wasn't enough shit to deliver. And I'm further up the hierarchy of the totem pole of seniority. Yeah. So it didn't affect me quite as much. But there was guys below me that, you know, didn't work a few days last week. So we'll see. We'll uh, see how it shakes out, man. That's funny. I was thinking about that. Between your two knee surgeries and the coronavirus, you're going to have like a shit ton of seniority without actually having like worked a full workload <laughs> for a long period of time. I know. <laughs> but So, yeah, well, I mean... We'll be training Tuesday and Thursday. If you're around, I'm sure we'll be. I gotta get in. I gotta give this fucking hand. Yeah, you ain't gonna be training. Time. No. Now that hand, take not. a fucking week off or more. So it's feeling better though. I mean, keeping everybody could see the scene here. James got a folding chair with his arm <laughs> elevated <laughs> as we're sitting on the floor. Yeah. Yep. It's uh, it helps it. That's what they said. So. The infamous they. I'm going to do what they say, because why not? So, what, uh... I got nothing else to talk about. Got nothing else? I had, like, two bro science things that have been sitting here for a while. All right. Then after that, I'm going to go eat. I'm hungry. Yeah. So, a study was looking at velocity-based training versus percentage-based training. So, velocity-based training is you're going to go until your reps slow down. Okay. So instead of saying do 10, you know, 10 reps, but if your reps slow down past a certain point, then you're going to call it there. And then uh, percentage-based training is like you're going to lift 60% of your max for 10 reps. And so they did a, a study on both of those um, for, uh, the, those things and that the velocity-based training actually produced slightly better results with actually less weight being lifted and less soreness than your percentage-based training. So, I can see that. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. But, because when you do a percentage-based training, you, you set that number like, oh, I got to do this amount of reps at this weight no matter what. Yep. Even if your reps are you know, struggling. That's why a lot of people, like velocity-based, without looking into it, it's kind of like RPE or yeah. PRA. Rate of perceived exertion, right? Yeah. And, you know, yeah. a lot of people train like that. It's kind of similar. Yeah. Sim- you know, similar idea. Yeah, no, it's, but yeah, that idea that like, I once, uh, I had a guy that was designing programs for me one time and he sent me a workout and he goes, now remember, if you don't get all the reps, no kittens are going to die. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah. And it's like, yeah, like no one's, nothing's going to happen. Like if you put down that you're going to do 10 reps and you get to rep number eight, and you know those last two reps are going to be a fucking struggle, then like no one's going to die if you just rack it at eight, man. But it's a little piece of your soul. See, that's the thing, though, man. That's the thing. That is the thing. Like the the yes. reason I'm throwing this out there is like you know because guys, man, especially our generation. I mean, yeah, like you said, a little piece of your soul. That's what fucking pussies do. That's what pussies, pussies quit. That's right. Yeah. It's like, no, you get that last rep. It doesn't matter if it takes you fucking five minutes of grinding. <laughs> you know, you get it. I said it. I'm doing 10. I'm doing fucking doing 10. Doing 10. I had 10 sets of 10. I'm doing 10 sets of 10, oh, motherfucker. God. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I, I, I think I fucked myself up more from German volume German training. German volume training, yes. Dude, I've crippled myself doing back squats with German volume training yeah. on several occasions. Yep. 
just annihilate. If you really want to annihilate yourself, if you're at home and you're bored in this quarantine, yeah, grab a fucking barbell and do some German ten volume sets training, of ten, ten baby, sets of back squats. Yeah, let us know how you feel. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, no, that's that whole idea of like this amount of weight and you know for this <clears> amount of reps and this is what you have to do and if you don't get your reps and you don't get your weight, you're not going to get results. Right. And it's like, well, actually, you know, the study show that may not actually be the case. <laughs> so velocity-based training. And that's, you know, it goes in like the movement speed continuum that, I, you know, uh-huh. like moving at different speed has a different effect. So if you go from a normal speed to a super slow speed, like, you know, your, your first eight reps are fucking fine and that last two are like you grinding know, yeah you would count in like the slow like the slow uh, speed category that's different that's a different thing and so like what are you training right like you should have a speed of movement in mind whether it's isometric whether it's dynamic like that's part of the exercise formula and not you, just the reps not just the reps and the exercise right you, you, you the speed of the movement counts and so if you change that you're actually changing what's happening with the results. And so again, like you should know what do I want the speed to be? And if you're not able to maintain that for the reps that you had planned, you should adjust the reps or adjust the weight or something. But yeah, there should be a speed that you're looking for. And, uh, so that, yeah, I would, I would say that, uh, kind of falls into that too. Like just changing your speed throughout the, the set is not necessarily. And we've talked optimal. about that before. Who was that? Hatfield? I talked about explosive lifting. Yeah, compensatory acceleration training. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, you know, again, you look at how, like, the, you know, always leave a rep or two in the bank. I mean, it's it's definitely changed. Like, when we were fucking coming up, it was trained to failure, bitches. <laughs> Every set to failure. It was like you were going, you know, it was like, if you weren't failing on that last rep, then you you were just leaving everything. All the other reps were just to get your muscles so exhausted <laughs> that it failed on that last rep. And yeah, I remember one time reading like an article where they were talking about like, those are the golden reps. Mike Mentzer, heavy duty. Yes, yeah. yes, man, exactly. So and that was it. And I remember like that was it. And then things started shifting a little bit and they're, oh, if you look at how athletes train, you know, they don't train to failure and, you know, they leave a rep or two in the bank. And so that, you know, that mindset shift started changing. But I remember when that mindset shift changed because up until that point, it was like, everything's the failure, bitches. (laughs) Everything. And then it's like, well, maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe there's a smarter way to do things. Yeah, there's always a smarter way. So, velocity-based. Watch that, uh, the speed there. All right, last one, and I'll let you go eat so I can get these studies off of here. Uh, band training. So they did a study looking at like using bands. Mm-hmm. And again, this is really good because if you're working out at home and you don't have a lot of room for equipment or you Bang all of a sudden it. find yourself in a position where you have to work out at home and you don't have a lot of money to get equipment so you can't like buy a bunch of kettlebells or dumbbells or something like that. Bands are a great solution. Yeah, man, cheap and uh, great solution. And so they were studying kind of what the effects were versus normal like weightlifting. And they concluded that uh, there was a greater stabilization factor required. So like when they look at band training versus regular weight training, you don't see the peak power. Like you don't produce as much peak power as you do with regular weight training. And again, the, the idea is that it was the, the stabilization of the bands just doesn't allow you to 
produce that peak power. But again, I like training with bands so much because, man, training with bands feels like wrestling with somebody. Yep. Like, way more like grappling than fucking free weights do. I like using the band, hook the band to the wall, you know, that little rack thing. And yeah. For my neck training. Yeah. Put it around my forehead and do stuff, you know, all different directions. Yeah. It's kind of because it's unstable. Yep. And yeah. Very similar to someone trying to collar tie or grab your lapel and yank you down. Yeah, man. You know? Yeah, even just doing like a fucking uh, shoulder press or something with the band, band like having to control that thing versus just a, a kettlebell or dumbbell is a, a totally different story. Um, but the other thing was that it, they didn't it increase strength. It did increase power. It just wasn't as much as regular weight training. So it's not like you become less powerful. It's just the, the peak power isn't the same. You still increase power. It's uh, But you, they didn't increase body weight. So the conclusion was that it was from neurological adaptations, which again, man, if you're training jiu-jitsu, especially if you have a weight class, that you're trying to stay in, then you're like, not trying to bulk up. Yeah, band training is going to produce less weight gain while still producing strength and power gains uh, than regular free weight training will. And so, it's uh, I thought that was kind of an interesting um, little little Good study tool. there. Yeah, yeah man. Especially so, in this time day and age we're in right now, you're stuck at home. Dude, people kind and of poo poo bands. You know, the, the strength band stuff. And again, if they're using them, they're like wrapping around the bar when they're doing deadlifts or right. stuff like that. But, you know, just grabbing some bands. And I mean, they got like fucking big, thick bands, man. You can do deadlifts and squats and stuff with these things and, and really give yourself a challenge. But, uh, the you know, again, our, our, our brain is dumb. Like it doesn't know where the tension's coming from. It just knows that it has to deal with tension. You just need something to produce tension, whether it's a dumbbell, a kettlebell, a barbell, a band. You know, your body weight in certain positions, whatever it is, it's like you just need to produce tension and your body will respond to it. But, you know, we just get so enamored with lifting big weights. I, mean, I think we've talked about this before. Like, dude, doing a big ass fucking deadlift and dropping it <laughs> so much more impressive than like grabbing a big old heavy band and doing some deadlifts <laughs> with. So, but uh, yeah, man, band training is uh, getting kind of goes in with that velocity based training too. Because that's a good thing with bands is that if you don't, you, you kind of have to move with a little bit of speed because you have to race the tension to the top and, and you get to the point where you're starting to try to grind something out and the bands will fucking destroy you. Yep. So it kind of keeps that speed of movement factor a little higher. So, Oh yeah. Yeah, man. Plenty of shit people can do. Band Probably. training, solo drills. Yep, no excuse to be lazy. That's right, man. Keep fucking training. Got to keep the dream alive. Jiu-jitsu is going to be more important on the other side of this than ever before. So you Stay strong, stay healthy, and you'll fight off the corona. That's right. That's it. I don't have any other words of wisdom. No. So, all right. Well, I guess cool. that's it's it, man. We'll I'm hungry. We'll see where we're at next week. <laughs> cool. See ya. Move, bitch, you got
coronavirus. Ooh, shit, you got coronavirus. We ain't finna do shit with this coronavirus. I ain't finna take a trip with this coronavirus. Move, bitch, you got coronavirus. Ooh, shit, you got coronavirus. We ain't finna do shit with this coronavirus. I ain't finna take a trip with this coronavirus. I'ma chill at the crib cause I'm safe here. I ain't even about to drink me a Corona beer. I'm about to stay at the crib for about a year. And I ain't coming back out until this shit clear. I done bought me a mask and a lot of gloves. And I still feel like that is not enough. I ain't shaking no hands, I don't wanna hug. Make sure you wash your hands with a lot of love. So if you got that CV, they gon' find you. If you coughing, I ain't trying to be around you. I ain't even trying to stand beside or behind you. I'ma try to help them motherfuckers find you. I ain't even about to hop on no plane. I ain't even about to stand in the rain. I ain't getting on no train. I ain't even about to drive in my lane. I'm about to stay in the house and play the game. Bitch, move, bitch, you got coronavirus. Ooh, shit, you got coronavirus. We ain't finna do shit with this coronavirus. I ain't finna take a trip with this coronavirus. Move, bitch, you got coronavirus. Ooh, shit, you got coronavirus. We ain't finna do shit with this coronavirus. I ain't finna take a trip with this coronavirus. Thank you for listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ Podcast. Thank you all for listening. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help and will allow us to keep putting out episodes. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, hit us up at grumpyguybjj at gmail.com. Also, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com, and get signed up for podcast updates and get our free BJJ Improvement Starter Kit. That's it for now, so get on the mat, train hard, and talk to you all next week. Consequences, but what you do to me, 